is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. Welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. Lindsay's back on the air. Well, not that she was off the air, but (laughs) we are recording together. We're so excited. (laughs) This is episode 24. I'm excited to not have to talk to myself anymore. Oh, I know. Me too. Uh, I am, I, I feel like we've been, we kind of discussed this earlier, but we've been sort of storing topics that we want to do, um, because we want to talk about them together, not just sort of solo, um, and, and at the audience. So I'm excited that we've figured out how to do this. We sure did. Yeah, yeah engineer oh, Dan. <laughs> There's a whole lot of we in that figure out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. Uh, this is episode 24, and we are clearly excited. Uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff today, including uh, a little update on auras, auras in our social distancing isolation. Uh, we're going to talk about crystals. We have a mailbag for the for the first time ever. I'm very excited about this. We have we have a bunch of questions from listeners that we're going to answer. And we have brand new Pussy of the Week. I think that's all the things. Cool. Yeah. I think that's everything. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> the only thing that uh, that we still can't do is see each other clearly. So it's still a little difficult to be like, is am I going to talk? Is Lindsay going to talk? Which one? Are we about to talk? <laughs> Whereas when we're together, I think we talk over each other less. Well, yeah. I mean, we can see each other's lips moving and, and all that. But... Hand signals. <laughs> well, hand signals. We'll work it out. There yeah. may be some awkward pauses, but we'll work it out. Through the magic of Engineer Dan, there will never be an awkward pause. <laughs> I will just, I'll just snippety-snippety. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Well, how, how has your week been? We're now in week four uh, of having to stay at home. How's things going over in Lindsay Land? I am so bored, you guys. So, like, all I've been doing for the past four weeks is playing video games. And I'm to the point where I just, like, I don't want to play video games. But that's all I have to do because I'm not cleaning. So, uh, my Animal Crossing island is pretty cool at this point. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've shared this uh, in the last couple of episodes, but the other day, probably two weeks ago or more now, Lindsay sent me a photo uh, or sent me a text that said, I just got myself a witch hat. And my first thought was, where the fuck are you going to wear a hat right now, Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> followed by a photo of your Animal Crossing person in a witch hat. <laughs> it's <was> so cute. <laughs> I wear it every day, no matter my outfit. It's awesome. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to dress up like my Animal Crossing character, and I'll, I'll take pictures. Don't oh, worry. A little cosplay. We're going to be twins. That's yes. awesome. Uh, I don't play yeah. Animal Crossing because I don't have a Switch. Uh, do you like? Do you have a little avatar name? Do you just name them Lindsay? I heard something about like you trade eggs for stuff, which seems appropriate because we're recording this episode on Easter. Um, I cannot wait until this day is over and I do not have to deal with those eggs anymore. I hate the eggs. The oh eggs really? Oh no! <laughs> the eggs get in the way of like catching fish and all of this other stuff. I just I no more eggs and. Like, I feel like the general consensus is that most people are through with these eggs. So it's an, it is an Easter thing then? 
Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh yeah. In in game, it's Bunny Day today. Ah, uh, all right. Yeah, Pokemon Go has done the same thing. I'm a pretty avid Pokemon Go player, and they they have themes all the time for all the different holidays and that sort of thing. Uh, and right now, it's it's Pikachu's with flowery hats and Bunneries with flower crowns and. And extra egg things, and yeah, I'm I'm kind of in that same boat of like I don't need another freaking rabbit with flowers on its ear. Yeah, no, done. It's cute done for like it. a day, and then I'm done. <laughs> oh, speaking of cute for a day, Can't and then do done. <laughs> How are the cats with your robo litter? Oh, okay. So, Mister has started using it on his We're, own. Like, he doesn't want to. Yes. <laughs> on his own he That's still wants to use the bathroom sink but we've been keeping the door closed so he's oh. been forced to use the litter robot but he's using it which is awesome like he hasn't gone anywhere else so he usually goes twice a day and it's it's connected to this app where i can like check the history to like make sure he's been going in there wow so a few a few days ago and he usually goes twice a day so anything like outside of that is a little weird like either he's holding it or something's up. So right. a few days ago, I noticed that it was used four times. And I was like, oh, no, is he okay? Because Pterodactyl has been, pe like, petrified of it. He wants <laughs> nothing to do with it. It's huge. Well, like, it's huge and terrifying. If I had to go into a freaking haunted house to poop, I'd be scared, too. Dude, I know. But then, like, so the day after I noticed it had been, it had been used four times, I heard somebody in there and I looked up on top of the bookshelf, which is where Mr. likes to hang out or like, it's, it's more like, it's where we keep our records. And Mr. was up there. So I was like, is the, is the dog like messing around in there? <laughs> and I went and I looked and Pterodactyl was having a poop inside the litter robot. Good she for her. has overcome her fears like the strong, independent little woman that she is, and she is using the litter robot. <laughs> I mean, you can only hold it for so long. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I left the other litter box there because she, oh, she uses it. So I wasn't, like, trying to force her into it or anything. But, yeah, she started using it on That's her own. That's awesome. So. I know. I'm it, so excited. <laughs> it's still early, but the verdict so far worth it? Totally worth it. Good. Totally <laughs> worth it. I was really skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was a, a rough couple of weeks to start out, man. But, yeah, totally worth it. Nice. Well, I am I am happy for you. No more sink poops. Yeah. Oh my god. So awful. <laughs> well, I am sitting here uh twiddling a match in my fingers because I think for the past month's worth of episodes I have forgotten to light the ritual candle. So I'm gonna do that now. <laughs> uh before I give myself a splinter. <laughs> So uh, the ritual candle today um, is our little egg candle. It's about halfway burned because last uh, last recording session, I let it go for a little longer. Um, it's, it's just good candle practice, uh, the, whatever the science of candles. Uh, if you light one, you're supposed to let it burn, you know, three, four hours kind of thing. It makes the, the burn nice and even and, and doesn't end up with this like, you know, when your candle just burns straight down the middle, it's because the heat distribution isn't even or you didn't burn it long enough. So you just keep burning like little bits at a time. So anyway, I let it burn last week. So we've got about half an egg. And um, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, I felt like today needed a little bit of uh, herbal cleansing. So I sprinkled a little mugwort on the top of it. So that'll sort of burn and smoke 
um, as we're chatting. Uh, I think it's Dan and I uh, reorganized, rearranged a lot of our art. And so I feel like the room in general is ready for like a fresh cleanse. So this will be a little mini cleanse. Nice. Very nice. Lindsay, you go. <laughs> All right, I know. I'm like trying to think of something to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's lit. Yay. <laughs> we didn't forget this time. Um, sweet. Well, I think uh, I think that's that's about that. We're ready to jump into our episode. Very, very excited to chat today about auras, about uh, crystals, Fresh new Pussy of the Week, answer some mailbag questions from listeners, and as always, in the future, if you have questions, if you have comments, if you are like, you biddies don't know what you're talking about, whatever uh, you want to share, drop us a line at 5C2Ppod at Gmail or 5C2Ppod on Instagram. We will like, share, respond, um, depending on what you send us. Are you ready for a question? Oh my God, right now? Yeah. Oh God. Let's sprinkle them around the episode. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> hey, Lindsay. Yeah. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? I would totally rather fight one horse-sized duck. Holy shit. Really? Wow, really? That's awesome. All right, that's fair. I, yeah, when... <laughs> I do. A hundred tiny-ass horses, man, Those are that's a lot. It is. It is. I had this um, vision in my head when I read that question of you and I D&D style. I was like, like, if Lindsay was a sorcerer and I was a fighter and like I had two attacks, like which my my (laughs) mind automatically went to D&D party and how much fun it would be to just like hockey slap uh, a bunch of (laughs) duck sized horses into oblivion. (laughs) I was was thinking of myself like like it would have like just me if the instance was like it was just me fighting these 100 duck sized horses that I would have to have like a sword and then just spin around in circles with it. Yeah, and I that's, mean that's the that's, wingspan it seems like a workout. Yeah, d- definitely. <laughs> I feel like we could tag team <laughs> either of those scenarios though. Yeah, totally. But if it were like just one horse sized duck, I could like swing myself on on its back and like ride it around and maybe it would start to like me and not want to fight me. <laughs> <laughs> of course you want to make friends with it <laughs> of course i do <laughs> giant duck who wouldn't want to make friends with that <laughs> all right well, well let's talk about auras in just a moment but let's drop something in here yeah right cool all right cool say your line Lindsay. we i'm going to oh, okay we will see you soon witches oh good one Welcome back. Uh, we are ready to talk about auras. Uh, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I'm excited about this. Um, I think uh, time by myself in, well, not by, by myself, by myself, but time not seeing um, other people on a regular basis has had an interesting effect on my um, personal mood and certainly a lot of swings. Uh, but curious like sort of in the long run also it's just sort of been a while in general since i've read my aura like has anything changed and we all read our auras i read dan's for him 
and I'm yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I don't want to like I don't want to have any spoilers here, but I think Lindsay should go first. Ooh, okay. Um, I was pretty excited about this. I really, when you mentioned that Dan had suggested this, I thought it was an awesome idea uh, because I don't think that I've read my aura since we last did it uh, for the episode. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah, and and I think that that's one of the um, cool things about the podcast is re- like the reminder of like going back and revisiting past topics to see like do they have the same importance now? Do they like have things changed? And it's this really cool self reflection moment too. Yeah, totally. So I usually read the aura around my hand just because it's it's easier for me to stare at my hand than it is for me to stare at my face in a mirror. Yep. Um, but I did both today. So um, because you, you, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, because I w- I was curious if the aura around my head was going to be different than the aura I could see around my hand. Right. So that was going to be my question. Uh, or sort of twofold question. One, um, how like how is just the act of reading uh, your head aura um, different than reading your hand? And um, it like is it common for different parts of your body to have different colors because you're all one person but I know there's like different chakras and different energy sources and and that sort of thing so I was kind of curious you know is is it expected that different parts have different colors I'm not sure that it's necessarily expected but I think that it is pretty common cool and and I think that that it does have something to do with your chakras like I think that you know uh, um, whatever color is coming through the most around like your abdomen could be totally different from the one that's coming out of like your neck or whatever, um, because they are aligned with different chakras. Cool. I don't, I'm not an expert on it or anything, but like given a little reading, um, and I did look that up today. I was like, is this a common thing? And people were like, absolutely. Could totally be different. Awesome. Even like the top part of your head can be different than the bottom part of your face. Oh, really? Yeah, that's neat. I wonder, uh-huh. uh, the the science nerd in me wonders if that has anything to do with, like, body heat, <laughs> but, uh, I but mean, yeah, I mean, it, it makes could. sense. Totally, totally, yeah. So, yeah, I did my hand first, um, just because it's easier for me, and it was the same as the last time. I, I always get this, like, really vibrant turquoise color off of my hand. Right. I was trying to remember this morning what color we each got last time without having to do my homework and go back and listen to the episode. Um, and that's what yeah. I thought was that you got like sort of a tealy turquoisey color. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was pretty bright today. Cool. So that was cool. I was like, Oh, cool. That hasn't changed. Um, and then I did. It's always. Wait, 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 wait. What does turquoise what? mean? I don't, oh, I don't, we want to do that again. Well, for the listener, if you, <laughs> if you can just do a flyby, if this is their first episode, what the they hell should is go turquoise? back and listen to the last one. No. Well, what's turquoise? No, he's, he's right. He's right. He's right. So, so turquoise is, and so the reason that I don't really like discussing color meanings is because color meanings mean something different for everybody. So you can look at 10 different websites. They're all going to say something different. Yeah, that's that's so true for like 90% of things that are spiritual or witchcraft related or don't have like a like a formalized like this is the practice that I follow and I follow this particular doctrine. If there's no indoctrination of it, then yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of right. this and a little bit of that. Right. I I use this uh one website just because there's a lot of colors and a lot of variations of colors. 
Um, and, that, and it gives you meanings for all of those variations. And it's paranormal.lovetoknow.com. Uh, and it does list turquoise. And part of the reason that I use this one is because my hand is almost always turquoise. So this one gives turquoise. And it says, this is the ultra aura color for a powerful healer. You help others to discover their inner truths. Yeah. And I suppose if we're going to do um, this, the, uh, the the very like high level flyby and reading your aura, which if you are listening, you should absolutely give this a try. It's really fun. Um, find a a white neutral surface, so you know nothing too like bumpy or anything like that, like a flat white surface. And natural light. I, I've discovered not bright sunlight. That was very difficult. Um, but natural light. And put your palm flat against the surface, and then sort of um, stare at your hand without focusing on your hand. Like I like to actually, like I spread my fingers pretty wide, like a, a yoga pose almost, and um, stare at the space between my fingers. And then you'll see a, a white line sort of um, start to form around your hand. And then beyond that, if you keep focusing, you'll get a color. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the 30-second read an aura. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it can take a little while, like your your eyeballs, it's hard to keep them still, you're going to have to blink, Yep. The um, more so it can yeah. take a little while yeah. to get a good reading. Yeah. So you read your hand, and your hand was turquoise, but then you also read your head. Yeah. So how did you do that? Because we didn't do that last time. So, no, we didn't. It, I, I tend to not do my head because it's a lot harder for me to get an aura reading off of it. It's hard for me to like stare at my face in a mirror for a long time. And it's hard for me to focus on the top of my head because my hair is there. <laughs> so I get distracted by my hair. But I did it today and I did it in the same room, um, tons of natural light uh, as I did my hand so that I could try to get as ac accurate a reading as possible. So I did it in a mirror and it took a, it took a while. Uh, but eventually I got it and it was it was actually kind of weird. Like I got a much broader reading than I did with than I do with my hands like with my hand it's usually like maybe an inch of color that I get off of my finger oh wow but with my head I got like a good I don't know maybe like nine to 12 inches Whoa. of color off of it holy shit it was a lot and it was uh it was waving wow like wavering it was weird that's super weird and really cool it was so strange, and I didn't get, like, a super vibrant color off of it. It looked mostly white, but it could have been a very pale yellow, too. Cool. Very yeah. cool. That's, uh, yeah. that's super weird and trippy. I don't know what it means, I know. it sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> so, like, I tried to look up, like, Wavering Aura, and it, like, it doesn't give you anything on the internet, or at least, like, I couldn't find anything. Yeah. So. I, I, I imagine it's just, like, energy waves. Yeah, I think that in the uh, realm of books and things like that that I'd like to get eventually, one on auras is definitely up there, or, or color theory in general, or that sort of thing is... That's, uh, I think it's something I'd like to come back to again and again from time to time, and I have no good resource on that right now. If you're listening, and you do, yeah. drop us a line. Um, hit us up at uh, 5C2PPod um, on Instagram and let us know what books you like on that particular topic, because that would be awesome. Totally. So, but what about you, Ronnie? Yeah. What, did, uh, what well, did you get? Wait, 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 wait. Uh -huh. What the hell does white mean? Well, if... 
if it was well, white, that's that's the sort of question I suppose we have at the moment. Yeah. yeah so how I do you mean, it, how do you interpret like that? Like I said, it 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 could have been white, but it could have been yellow too. I couldn't really tell. So, and, and like and like I said before, everybody says something different on what white means, what yellow means, what blue means, what whatever color means. So you don't really know. Right. So um, white. Um, what. Like what I've seen sort of uh, very generally, I suppose, um, is that uh, white are folks that are free from personal issues, hang ups. Um, so they have like pure white frequencies. They don't ha- like they have uh, a higher evolved in thought and behavior. They are a, a little bit more uh, problem free, I suppose, is lack of a, a better term Thank there. you. Yeah. Yep. I've seen that. I've also seen, um, actually, on a couple of websites that I've looked at, white is uh, generally seen in, like, highly spiritual people who have transcended the physical and preparing to ascend. Ooh, you fancy. Um, white auras are seen surrounding angelic beings, which I am certainly not. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on your definition of angelic, I guess. <laughs> Um, white auras can indicate like newness and purity. So it's, there's like, there's a range of how it can be interpreted. Like really it could be anything. I suppose it probably means more if you're interpreting yourself, you know. How did, uh, here's, I think, a, a more you question. How did it make you feel to get a white aura? Because I think that that would really like trip me out. It made me feel like a liar. Oh honestly. no. Wow. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's probably how I'd feel too. Maybe a little smug. Yeah. Like I, I don't feel pure or new or, you know, like. Or transcendent. Ultra spiritual or, yeah, or anything like that. I was <laughs> like, this might. And that's why I was like, maybe that's really more of a pale yellow. Fair, fair. Um, Or maybe it's one of those like. It's hard to tell. I, I would almost like feel. Like it was um, like the white line that you see around your hand where it's like you just haven't – it's there, but you haven't developed the skill to see it in a color yet. Right. But this was like like that white light around your hand, that's like – that's always such a thin line for me. This was like very wide. Oh, like interesting. Like it went out a okay. lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I tend to get a thicker so – maybe a thicker white line then because I get I get oh, a fair okay. amount of white. Um, okay. I'll get like a really thin white line, but then that'll change into whatever color it is. So, but if you want to know what the pale yellow is, that's um, this the website that I typically look at anyway. It says that you recently embarked on a spiritual journey, or you've discovered latent psychic abilities. Have you have you have you discovered Who's latent that? psychic ability? I don't know what latent means. I don't know. I mean, I always, I've Reason. always like kind of felt like I had some psychic ability, but. I don't know. I don't know. This is a weird time right now. I just don't know anymore, you guys. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what the, like, maybe it's just, like, it, it's a stasis. It's, you know, you haven't figured out where you're at right now, and so the color hasn't developed. Yeah. But, yeah possibly. Yeah. Uh, so, I did mine, uh, and... Uh, I can't remember what color I got last time. I'm pretty sure it was blue, um, but I redid my hand uh, because I don't have a mirror facing a white wall or any means to do anything beyond my hand right now. And and I got a very vibrant sky blue with yellow. 
I got two colors this time. Oh, I was very excited. I got my cool. second color layer. Um, so yeah, sky you were sky blue last time. Yeah. Too. Okay. Um, so yeah, sky blue, and and then the second um, layer this time was yellow. So sky blue, as a reminder, was being sort of more linked with um, gifts of communication. So. Um, being naturally gifted speakers, writers, poets, um, that kind of thing, being good at public speaking um, or expressing your thoughts in some way. Um, whereas yellow on the second layer, I don't know what yellow specific to second layer means, but yellow in general, um, based off the source that I like, is um, confidence, happiness, and a strong sense of self. So I think that it was interesting that I, one, I got a second color, but that this second color this time around after this amount of time, but also time like spent more on, on my own ish and focused on, um, things that make me happy and figuring out how to spend my time. It came with a, a greater sense of self-confidence. So I felt like that really resonated with me. That's awesome. What um what shade of yellow did you get? Like, like yellow. Dark yellow or yeah, like a, like a bright yellow. Like a bright sunshiny yellow. Like bright cool. daffodil yellow. Yeah. I also uh reread cool. Engineer Dan's and I got a totally different color this time. So last time oh, I well, read you his got orange last yeah. time for him, I think. Yep. Last time I got orange, sort of like this rusty orange brown color. And this time I got the most intense green, like like the leaves of Sasha the spider plant on Engineer Dan's studio, uh, like a very Whoa. vibrant grass green. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. I don't remember what color you got last time because we got different colors for Dan last time because he's a fucking panda. I, got, like, a I really can't make up his mind. Panda! Last time. <laughs> uh, last time I got navy blue from Lindsay oh. and orange from Ronnie. Yeah, well, the yeah. the cornucopia of colors that Dan is, green is, um, is a healer's aura. Growth and healing energy, unconditional love. Uh, let's see here. Adept at working with plants, animals, peoples, and anything that requires touch, care, and attention. <laughs> Dan's making karate emotions. Uh, but yeah, so I don't, I'm, I'm going to dwell on that for a little bit and figure out how green maybe fits with Dan and try and come up with my own interpretation of that. But uh, yeah, Dan is Ooh, all the cool. colors of the rainbow. You know, speaking of green, ladies. Oh, no. Is there a plant each of you identify with? What is it and why? Oh. That's from a listener. That's a listener question. That is a listener uh. question. <laughs> I really like this question. Ronnie, you go first this time. Oh, God. I, um, I, I want to say there is, but honestly, I don't think so. I have different plants that I relate to for different reasons and different um, times. So I'm a very seasonal plant attachment kind of person. I suppose if I had one plant that I was like, this is the plant that I would get tattooed on my body that I find the most connection with. It'd probably be mugwort right now. But if you ask me again in six months, I'm sure it would be different. I feel like I have a lot of um, uh, memory connection with different plants uh, and associate different plants with um, different like periods of my childhood or different family members or that sort of thing. But Overall, I suppose right now, mugwort, I like the connection with um, with spirituality, with psychic abilities, with fortune telling, with, with the moon. All of those things resonate very heavily with me. I like to smoke it a lot. And uh, yeah, I think 
mugwort would be the the first herb also that I really discovered a way to use it within my practice. So <laughs> I'm going with mugwort, but uh, I, I don't have a one true plant. What about That's you? That's fair. I, I think it's hard to pick just one. I was trying to rack my brain thinking of an answer for this and because I wanted to have an answer and like, I, I first went to like, oh, I'm going to pick a flower. I really love daffodils. But I was like, but it doesn't really like mean anything to me other than I like them. So I, I eventually decided to go with redwood trees. Ooh, cool. Did yeah. you grow up with redwood trees? I know you're a West Coast baby. Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, there was a time where I lived on the coast in Northern California and we were surrounded by redwood trees. There were redwood trees in our backyard. Um, and I was pretty young when we lived there. We lived there a couple of different times. Uh, we lived there, I was probably like kindergarten, first grade. And then we moved back for like a school year when I was in the sixth grade. But I remember like my mom taking us to walk through like the forest and we would be, we would be walking through the forest on our way to a river there. And I just remember like looking at all of the fallen redwoods and and looking up at them and how dizzying it was because they're so tall and just like marveling at the majesty of them cool they're amazing awesome yeah they're so, just so like tall and strong like me <laughs> that's awesome I've, <laughs> I've never seen a redwood i i would like to i'd like to visit that part of the pacific north in the future when i'm allowed out of my house but uh yeah, I think that's awesome. So thank you, listener. Yeah, thank you. Very cool question. All right. I think we're going to take a, a two-second break and come on back to talk about some more color sort of stuff. Uh, chat a little bit about crystals. We used crystals last week on the Ritual Candle, and I wanted to dive a little more into that and explain why. So we'll be right back in a second with some crystal talk. Totally. We'll see you soon, witches. We are ready to go. Um, we are going to talk now about crystals. Uh, I am psyched to talk <laughs> <yeah>. about crystals. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I, I suppose in full disclosure, I don't know a lot about crystals. I'm like most things on this podcast. <laughs> don't know a lot about it. <laughs> um, but... I do a lot of intuition readings and I really enjoy it. Um, and crystals are one of the tools that I have started about almost a year now, nine months or so, that I've been using crystals in intuition readings. And um, last week when we recorded, I just, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just felt like putting crystals on the little altar, I guess, uh, the candle holder that our ritual candle sits on, but realized I didn't really explain why I picked those crystals or what they do or anything about them. I was just like, there's crystals on the altar and then, and shared a photo and that was about it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm psyched to hear why you chose those crystals because I, I don't really know anything about crystals. They don't really use them. I think that they're super cool though. And I would say you definitely know much more about them than I do. Yeah, I'm starting to get into them. Um, and I think that there are certainly, like any practice, levels of commitment toward a particular tool. 
And I think it's also okay to dabble if you want to, you know, have just a rose quartz in your bedroom uh, or on your vanity or something like that. And that's all. And you don't do anything else with crystals. That's just as cool and just as fine for your personal practice as having a full assortment that you put out in a specific like ritualistic spell pattern for certain occasions. So, you know, again, this is all according to you and your practice. And this is very much, you know, me and my practice. Um, so last week uh, I chose three crystals, one for each of us. And I put them, we have a little Zodiac, I think it's a coin tray or ashtray that I use as a candle holder for our ritual candle. <laughs> and I put one on each um, of our symbols to represent us. Now, I have a very limited selection of crystals to choose from. Uh, so <laughs> I only have five or six different types of rocks. And then I have uh, some that are very personal, like that I use that, that my jewelry, essentially. And so I'm not going to put my personal like tourmaline down for, for somebody else because that's for me and it's attuned to me and, and that would be weird. But... I did take these these crystals that I have, and crystal is a very generic term for you know, lots of different types of rocks and minerals and that sort of thing. So, you know, you could have a, a bloodstone. doesn't look like crystal. Um, it's a rock, but, you know, it still falls under crystals. So what I ended up sure, choosing, right? yeah, I, I'm going to start with the pyrite um, with uh, Engineer Dan's stone. Uh, of the four, five, six, seven, whatever, uh, half a dozen crystals that I have, I chose um, pyrite or... Yar! Pyrite. Dude, how long have you been thinking about doing that? I feel like that's been like, you're like, say it, say it, say it, I can do it now! <laughs> no, that's, I didn't even know that existed until seconds ago. <laughs> well, I love that uh, that you yard because uh, pyrite is also known as fool's gold, gold uh, probably better known as fool's gold, which in Germany they call cat's gold. I didn't know that. I read that this morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so fool's gold uh, or pyrite is... Um, it's a couple of different things. It's actually uh, more of a protective stone than I realized. I did some extra reading on it this morning. And what I attune to it and what I use it for in my um, personal intuition readings and what a lot of the sources that I was using this morning said about it were two different things. And it left me a little conflicted. Uh, but the... Uh, the sources that I was looking at this morning said a lot of things about um, about it being a protective stone and uh, bringing you fortune and, and all of this like protection and business and all this sort of stuff. And it didn't feel right. Um, what, and I think that that's a big part of choosing any tool for your practices. It has to feel right to you. So the reason I chose Fool's Gold for Engineer Dan is I see it as a luck stone. It's, um, it's about bringing good fortune. It's about bringing, um, uh, being lucky, seizing an opportunity when you have it, um, and seeing the beauty in something despite its uh, otherworldly value. So, like, for me, I chose that for Engineer Dan because it's about finding value in things that are important to you and the rest of other people's opinions be damned. So cherishing something because it brings you value, because it brings you happiness, because um, you like the way it looks. Like, and it's not about it actually being valuable. It brings value to you and everybody else can go fuck themselves. 
And I felt like that, out of the stones that I had, that felt like a very Engineer Dan stone. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. That does feel very Engineer Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I don't have a lot of, a lot of options to choose from, but um, yeah, that just, I don't know, it felt very right. Uh, so I chose... Yeah, totally. Um, let me see here. I'm going to change my page for my notes. I chose Citrine for Lindsay, our water dog. Now, I don't know if you noticed, um, I, so listeners, I gave Lindsay a plant recently for her birthday and you wouldn't have seen this, but <laughs> Lindsay did. I put a crystal in her plant. Um, so there is a big, uh, citrine stone in her plant and I thought, um, it was appropriate to then also follow up and use the citrine stone that I have, um, for her, uh, little token. And a citrine stone to me is a joy stone. So that is very, um, that's my personal interpretation of it. Yellow, like the color yellow um, really to me highlights, um, you know, joy and openness. And, and, and citrine is a type of yellow quartz. It can either be white with tips of yellow or just very pure yellow in and of its own. Um, but other uses for citrine are um, focusing dreams um, and calming nightmares. So it promotes like good, um, good thoughts and um, eases depression. It focuses the mind and enhances creativity. It promotes clear thinking and helps manifest personal power. I, sometimes you just, I don't know, sometimes when I am looking at a rock, maybe, I don't know, maybe you also get this. Maybe it's not a rock. Maybe it's a plant. Maybe it's a cloud. Maybe it's, I don't know, like it's a, <laughs> it's a beer, like whatever it is. Sometimes you might look at something and just get a good feeling or a good vibe off of it. And when I looked at citrine in a world of options, yeah, I don't know. I just, I felt very connected to citrine as it relates to you, Lindsay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the one that you gave me in the plant is gorgeous. Yeah, that is so from uh, Green Witch Home, um, and I'll tag her on Instagram. She's a Green Witch and has an awesome little small business, and she has a FU uh, COVID discount on right now as well. So if you are witchy inclined, she will send you plants, salt baths, all kinds of cool stuff. I love her shop. Um, that's where Sasha came from, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was you when you got Sasha. Yeah, at the, at the little once market um, here in Somerville. The plant on my desk. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a derpy leaf now. She's got one long leaf that's just like, it's too heavy for it to stand up and it has officially spidered over. <laughs> oh, uh, Sasha. And then, <laughs> uh, and then the last stone that I placed last week was rose quartz. Um, so rose quartz is a love stone. It is often used for um, like the color pink for romantic love and that sort of thing. I think for me in my practice, it's really not about that. It's a relationship stone and it is more about self-love and your relationship with yourself than it is um, any sort of romantic love or manifesting love. So um, rose quartz amplifies and stores energy. It promotes self-love. Um, it boosts the self-esteem, um, promotes emotional healing. It's a very supportive, affectionate stone. 
And that was just the way I was feeling last week. I think, you know, last time we recorded the week preceding that was particularly rough. I I didn't feel great about about work or where I was, you know, being stuck at home or I don't know, just it was kind of a dumpy week. So I chose the Rose Quartz as a sort of reaffirmation of um, of self-love and caring and, and putting some good vibes out there. Now, do you find yourself connected to rose quartz pretty often or does it does it change a lot for you? Um, it changes. I so for my personal use, I use rose quartz um actually almost daily in that I do have a rose quartz ring, but to be pretty honest, I bought the ring well before I knew it was rose quartz or I had any idea what rose quartz did. Um, it's, I, I have four rings that I wear all the freaking time and I do wear the rose quartz ring on my ring finger of my right hand, which is, um, which is very much connected to, um, to like love and, and relationships and that sort of thing and, and sort of self-confidence. So maybe I was drawn to it and didn't really realize it, but aside from that, uh, the I have other stones that I like. I wear a tourmaline, which is a, a black stone that protects against psychic attacks and negative energies fairly often. I have a regular, like a white quartz um, ice crystal, and I have a gold stone pendant. Uh, and those are the sort of rocks I wear on a regular basis. Then I just sort of rotate them out. So I'm more of a, a situational crystal user. Cool. Love it. Yeah. I, and I also like... I, I love picking them out. I'm very choosy. Um, if somebody gave me a crystal, I'd be incredibly, you know, thankful and and hope that I would have the same connection with it. But of the few stones that I do have, it's been very much like that's the stone that I want to have. Um, and same when I gift them. That's the stone that I want to give. Something about that rock has made me think about the person that I'm giving it to or using it for. Because I love going in and looking at rock shops, crystal shops, gem shops, whatever, and looking at all the different things. But in a dish of here's 50 polished turquoise pieces, you know, I have to find the one that speaks to me. And if none of them speak to me, then I won't buy it. That's fair. I get, I'm that way with a lot of things, too. Absolutely. I totally get that. Yeah. And I, I, I also am the, the weirdo. Yes, I, um, I put my crystals in uh in the moonlight on full moons um and i also um like sort of cleanse them and charge them when i get them so Lindsay, your citrine when i got it although it was already imbued with uh like positive intention magical vibes from um the green witch that i got it from it, it needed to be like reset for you so yours has been um cleansed with moon water and uh, and was buried in dirt for it, you're supposed to cleanse it and purify it and whatever for a week. I did it for a day because uh, I'm lazy. <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> but you can when you when you get a new crystal, you're supposed to um, like whatever your attachment to it. You're supposed to like cleanse it of its vibes from other people handling it because unless you just find a rock in the dirt, like you're a hundred people have touched it. Like, you know, it's, it's got a bunch of other people's energy. So you're supposed yeah, to cleanse it. And, absolutely. Yeah. 
like remember the Ouija board. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what I didn't want with your crystal, <laughs> especially because the little planter it's it, like that plants in is a skull. I was just like, I, you know, I'm going to make sure this has some good intentions here. But yeah, so you can bury it in salt um, unless it has iron in it. Like hematite would be a bad idea to put hematite in salt because it'll rust. Um, you can cleanse the berry ah. in dirt. You can um, submerge it in water, like a lot of different things um, to actually like physically cleanse it and give it like a, I think the idea there is you're supposed to set the energy back to zero. Um, and those things will, um, will, will pull any energy in already in the stone out. And then, um, and then you attune it. So you, um, you need to like reconnect to its energy and, and you can do that basically through a variety of different things, but the most common one that I've seen and the one, and what I like to do is, um, meditate with it for a little bit. So I like to eat. I actually do this before I buy them. Like I hold it in my hand. I roll it around. I have to touch my stones. Like I have to see how it feels. Does it feel right in my hand? Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll hold it and I'll roll it around a bit and, um, think about how it makes me feel and, you know, and does that feeling align with what I want to use it for? Should I do that with the citrine that you put in the plant? Well, I think that that depends on if you want it to do something specific or if you're just like, it's pretty. And that's totally fine if you're like, it's pretty. If you're like, if that's what you want out of that crystal is like, that's a dope looking plant. Look at that cool rock. Fine. You don't have to do shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want, if you want that particular crystal to, to emote something, I guess, to like, to to bring something more to the plant or that um, particular area, then yeah, you could you could take it out and play with it a little bit and then put it back in. Okay, I'll probably just pet it when I pet the plant. Yeah, I think that's also great. <laughs> yeah, I'll pet them both. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I, uh, I I yeah, I think I don't know. Crystals are just something that like honestly, I all I for a long time was like this is bullshit. It's a fucking rock, and. Then one day I like, and then one day I just wanted to go buy a bunch. Cause I was like, I think I can do fortune telling with these. And then I got very connected to the pieces that I use for fortune telling because I, it's very personal. And I remember the first day that I was like, I like, I just, I woke up that particular morning was like, I need to go buy a protective stone. Like, I don't know why I was just like, I need I don't like I didn't have bad dreams or anything, but I just woke up with this really strong desire. I needed a piece of black tourmaline. And I was just like I like needed that. And yeah, went went to a local shop and picked one up and felt immediately better after doing it. Whether you're oh, in that's yeah, cool. it, whether you're into uses or not, um, you know, I think everybody gets out of their totems, you know, what they put in. And and these ones I like. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you, Ronnie. Totally. Okay. We've got a listener question for Ronnie. Oh, no. And it specifically pertains to a shirt you were wearing, apparently, in a photo. Oh, shit. Okay. I believe it's the Believe in Witchcraft yep. shirt. So where did you get that? Oh, um, so I uh, I got that shirt from uh, a friend and my hairdresser, her hairstylist, uh, who's actually also Lindsay's hairstylist. Um, you can find her on Instagram. Uh, or Sorry, my, my mistake. Um, find them on Instagram at... Uh, Sherlock Combs, Sherlock Combs, Sherlock Combs, um, which is a Sherlock cool, Combs. Sher yeah, yeah, Sherlock. It's like, how do I spell that? <laughs> uh, and uh, their name is Brit, and they're fucking awesome. And we talk about witchcraft stuff and podcasts and 
junk TV and like all kinds of stuff and really hit it off. And uh, Britt had some some clothes that they were looking to uh, give, give away. And so uh, the intention was to do a clothing swap, although I never made good on my end because nothing that I was had to get rid of was really worth wearing, I guess. It's like, would you like my jeans with holes in the ass? Probably not. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I still need to make good on my end. But yeah, that, that really dope t-shirt came from a really dope person, um, Britt at uh, Sherlock Combs. And you can't get it, apparently. I don't know where I don't know where they got it. I don't know <laughs> how to get one. Good. Yeah. Good. Mine Good. came from a really dope friend. Learn to make shirts. Yeah. And you can make your own. Oh man, you could totally screen print that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have one more Maybe question. Be able to find something similar on like Etsy. Totally. Probably. I have one more question. It's going to be for the both of you. Linz, I think you should lead this one off because I think I already know the answer, and it pertains to a video game that you mentioned. <laughs> you both. You both have the opportunity to explore any fantasy land for 48 hours. Where do you go and what do you do while you're there? This is going to be maybe a little bit of a long-winded answer for me because I like went back and forth a few times. Go for it. And I eventually decided on the first thing that popped into my head, which, which I will tell you guys, but the second thing that popped into my head was Ooh, I could go to Midgar and I could join Avalanche and I could fight Shinra and hang out with Cloud because I've been waiting and I like pre-ordered this video game forever ago for the Final Fantasy VII remake, but my shipment got delayed because it's not a priority. It's supposed to be here on Friday. Now it's going to be here on Tuesday. Then I was like, ooh, I could totally go to Hogwarts and be a weirdo Ravenclaw and hang out with Luna Lovegood, and be a wizard, and do cool magic, but I decided that that was too obvious, and (laughs) decided to go with my first answer, and I'm going with Avalon from Arthurian Legend. Oh, cool. Sweet. What would you do while you're there? Yeah. I would hang out with all the super cool women who lived on Avalon and learn magic with them because they were said to know all of the magic in the world. Oh, I didn't know that. That's fucking dope. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I want to talk about that in a future episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Totally. I, I, I find this question really difficult to answer. I, I think it depends, like... My biggest question, I suppose, was if I if I die in the fantasy world, do I die in real life <laughs> or do I just <laughs> pop back into existence? Because there are cool fantasy settings or cool fantasy worlds that I'd love to just like, like sort of like you were saying, like there's it's more about meeting the character. Like I, I love the um, book series um, uh, Gaunt's Ghosts and I would love to like get to see those guys but everyone dies everyone dies immediately like it's a horrible war torn like like it's a i don't even know what the what's it's a you're asking me yeah it what's the it's a warhammer book it's a warhammer 40 40, so it's in the in the year forty thousand. the grim darkness of the far future yeah and everything is shitty and everyone is terrible and everyone dies um but i think it would be cool to be part of gaunt's ghosts so it's like also it's not really about visiting the world it's about that specific character and that sort of thing so thinking about just the world and like i get to go there kind of like if i was going to like london for 48 hours what would i do there 
and I'm not going to go visit the queen. Uh, so, you know, what am I doing in fantasy setting X for 48 hours? The two things that sort of popped into my head, the first one was was visiting the world of Last Unicorn because that is my all-time favorite uh, fantasy story. And... Um, and, and just, I don't know, hanging out with those people, going to a fair and I think it would be cool whether I saw a unicorn or not. I just think it would be a cool little fantasy setting to hang out in where there's magical beasts and real magic and pretend magic. And, um, and then the second one that I was like, Hmm, I could just hang out in that world for a little bit was any one of my D and D games. Uh, not the, not the ones that oh I've made God. up, but man, so can you imagine, Lindsay, if we could go to Greyhawk together and hang out and have a beer with Thistle? Dude, totally. And yeah. you know what? I almost said Caledonia because <laughs> in our D&D game that you're running right now, I just inherited a bar <laughs> and I was on my way to it when, yeah. we, when we ended our last game. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I would love to go hang out in almost any of the the D&D games that I've had a chance to play. There was this one game a while ago that was very much about like God, like magic versus no, like no, it wasn't magic versus no magic. It was arcane magic versus divine magic. And there was this creepy ass island that it was called Port Salt. And I think it was one of the few places that I remember there being sort of like the go to the tavern type scenario. But um, there was a cool, like redheaded badass character named Clover. And if I was just to go hang out somewhere for 48 hours, it's like, I, I don't know, I'd go have a go have a beer and hang out in a tavern and go to the markets of like of Port Salt or any one of the like D&D settings I've had a chance to like play around in. That's that's totally what I do. So awesome. It'd be so much fun. <laughs> and th- there you go, dear listener. They would like they both play Dungeons and Dragons, by the way. So yeah. if anybody wants to play some D D with some witches, you hit these girls up. Oh my god, that'd be pretty nice. that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> uh sweet. So we are uh, gonna take another short break. Pop back with our brand new Pussy of the Week. Pussy of the Week. Pussy of the Week. In just a minute. Panda! Totally. See you soon, witches. That's my drum roll for Pussy of the Week, Jazz Hands. Yeah! So, we have a brand new Pussy of the Week. Uh, and I feel like this is uh, probably going to uh, mean more to me than it will listeners. I don't know. This is a this is a slightly weird pussy of the week, but I'm really into it. I don't know our pussy of the week. Do you want to do it? it? Was cool. Do you want to do the reveal, Lindsay? No, I think that you should do it because okay. you actually watched the thing. Oh, fair. I didn't watch the All thing. Right. All right. So our pussy of the week this week is Queen Elizabeth herself, the Queen of England, matriarch, head of the Church of England, uh, that grand old lady with dope hats. Yeah. <laughs> Queen Liz. Queen Liz. <laughs> so uh, this past week, she has put out two uh, public, I don't know, public announcements videos uh, 
And I, I get that the Queen of England is not a big deal all over the world, but growing up in Canada, she was a pretty big deal. She's on our money. She's like she she's, a, she's an important public figurehead. And she never really did anything when I was growing up. It was always just sort of like the Queen of England and she's cool and she's old. And she comes for visits and everybody's like, oh, my God, she's the queen. And then I did. I remember in somewhere in like high school, I did a bunch of reading, had maybe like a report on her or something like that. And she was a teenager with her sister um, during World War II. And her first ever public address was in 1940 at the age of like 15 or 16, something like that. And she addressed the other children um, in England who were being separated from their families and um, were being sent to the countryside to keep them safe um, from the bombings and the air raids in London. And she addressed them and told them that everything was going to be okay, that we're all in this together, that yes, you're going to miss your family and being alone is hard. But, you know, if you if you stick it out and we're like and you all take care of each other, we'll be fine. Whatever, like 60, 70 years later, however fucking long later, she's 93 now. She hasn't done a formal public address in forever. She put one out on uh, BBC News and and other channels like that. and addressed not only England, but the world as well, um, because a lot of countries are part of the Commonwealth still, and, and did a COVID, uh, a COVID-19 address and basically said, you know, we're all in this together. This is going to be hard. <laughs> Keep that sort of like stoic uh, English pride. Uh, but, you know, when we, when we look back on this in a few years, let's be proud of how we acted now. And, you know, and keep that in mind. Um, And I just, I don't know, there was something about it that it was so like Winston Churchill-esque. She was so stoic and so resolute. And it felt like as somebody who has never seen the queen give an address, but has always sort of revered her as a public, an important public figure. It was this really cool moment, at least for me, of like, she's fucking awesome she was just so confident and so like and also to bookend essentially her her reign with comforting the children of the world in world war ii and of england in world war ii and trying to bring a stoicism and a comfort and a voice of leadership during a global pandemic i i just i don't know there was something really cool and regal about that and also, she wore a green dress, and my favorite meme of her is in the Picard outfit <laughs> because everybody's gone and, <laughs> and photoshopped her dress into a million different things. So uh, she did that. She also did one um, yesterday or this morning. I think it was Easter uh, for England, and so it was yesterday um, for me. But uh, where she addressed um, on behalf of the head of the Church of England, which she is talked about Easter and talked about faith a little bit, but mostly talked about how Easter is about the light after darkness and the light in darkness and talked a little bit about, you know, um, people would, even before it was a Christian tradition, um, you know, in pagan times would light a candle around Easter to represent that, you know, even though things are dark right now, things will get better. And the big tradition in a lot of Christian churches would be um, the pastor would light the candle or the the preacher or whatever um, would light the candle. And then everybody's candle would be lit from the person next to them. And it was sort of the show of solidarity Mm. of through like through helping each other and getting through this darkness together, 
collectively we can bring light and light is always stronger than darkness you can add darkness to a light but the light will still shine you can add a light to darkness and it will push it away so i really liked that she took as a church of england figurehead took this to just this really cool everybody can can gather around this idea and wished everyone a, a happy easter and to you know remember the hope and remember the light regardless of your faith regardless of your denomination things seem dark right now but if we if we all show a little bit of light we'll get through it together so for those reasons she's a fucking dope lady she loves horses and her dogs Queen Elizabeth. Oh, II. I was going to ask if she still has the. the oh, she has so bees. she has so many dogs. <laughs> Ninety-three year old. I wish she was my grandma kind of lady. Uh, the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah, yeah. Queen Liz, we <laughs> like you. Yeah. Dope as shit. <laughs> so the listeners have one last question for you, girls, and I think that Veronica and Lindsay are prepared to answer. How the fuck? Are you two so awesome? (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay, explain. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to give reasons for why Ronnie's so awesome. No, there are a, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. I don't even know if I can like think of all of the reasons right now, but to start, um, Ronnie is incredibly brave. Um, I've seen her go through situations um, with things that she's not quite comfortable doing, but she talks herself into doing it anyway, like softball, for example. (laughs) (laughs) Not a sport you ever played, but you did it on our team anyway, and you did an awesome job, even though you weren't entirely comfortable doing it most of the time. (laughs) You did it. You had fun, and it was awesome, and you did a great job. Um, Ronnie is an extremely loyal friend. She's the kind of friend who is going to tell you when you fuck up, but (laughs) she'll defend you to anybody who's, you know, not doing you right. Ronnie is an amazing storyteller. She's very imaginative. She makes up her own amazing stories, um, as well as reciting stories back to people in an incredible way. Um, Ronnie is an incredibly talented artist. Her drawings and her drawing style are really beautiful, um, and she's overall just like an amazingly creative person. Everything I've ever seen her do has been really, really nice, from our mugwort bundles to um sewing costumes to again her drawings everything those are just a few off of the top of my head shucks (laughs) that's that was so nice oh okay uh it's all true (laughs) i suck so bad it's all fall It was fun. It was fun. And I was scared to shit every time. I know, but you did it anyway, and you did a great job. Um, <laughs> all right. So my turn. Uh, how or what? I, I don't know if the question was how or why, but uh, how is Lindsay so awesome? I think the first thing that I, like, that I was drawn to, like, Lindsay is so fucking cool. 
Everything Lindsay does is just fucking cool. She has the coolest music and the coolest clothes and the best taste. And she carries herself with this confidence. And I think that the coolness all stems from a couple of things. The first is Lindsay knows who she is and what the fuck she's about. And she won't compromise that for anyone. Uh, there's an, a very strong innate sense of of self-reliance and like there's nothing she can't do and accomplish on her own if that's something that she wants to do and uh, and a general like it's not an I don't give a fuck about the people around me it's an I don't give a fuck if you don't like me attitude that is it, like it, it sort of ties in with the self-confidence I think but you know shitheads can can suck her metaphorical dick um she's just got <laughs> this uh this really cool um and i don't I'm, i guess i'm a little bit of a loss for words on how to describe it without it's not a it's not a machoism it's not a bravado it's just a this is who i am and you can take it or leave it and and if you leave it that's fine with me and if you're a dick i'm gonna let you know uh, kind of attitude <laughs> that uh, I just I find so empowering and uh, and awesome. Uh, Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay is uh, incredibly reliable. I am flabbergasted at the amount of times that like if you ask Lindsay for help, she will help you. She will help you bury a body. She will help you come up with an alibi. She will help you move your <laughs> like move your couch. She delivered armchairs. Like she will give you the shirt off her back if she like is like this is something that you need and I can help you with it. Um uh, and I've never met anybody so fucking punctual in all my life <laughs> like there's I, I think that it all comes down to if Lindsay says she's going to do something it will be done and it will be done to the best of her abilities in any given situation and I think that that type of reliability uh, is often overlooked and so important to be able to know that if I ask something of a friend or need something of a friend or a person that you know, if, if somebody says they're going to do it, that that they really follow through. And I never have to, like, there's no doubt there. It's just, it'll get done. I also feel like Lindsay is incredibly protective and loyal. Uh, if somebody fucks with her friends, she will fuck you up. And and <laughs> make sure everyone knows, like, that that's not okay. And, and having somebody that has your back is really important. And Lindsay's just that kind of person and that kind of friend. And then I will will cap this off with uh, Lindsay is the kind of person who's not afraid to try new things and do dorky shit. And despite this air of of cool, uh, she's willing to like jump in and try D and D and. Like and go to some random fucking concert because I want to go and the band's terrible, but we gotta go anyway. <laughs> like there's, I, there's nothing like that that Lindsay won't try at least once. Um, if you know if it seems like fun or or something that you know we're we're gonna try together or do, um, you're just unabashedly afraid to try new things and give it a go and and. And, you know, figure out if you like it after you try it before judging it beforehand. 
yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'll do pretty much whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you came LARPing with me and that's like the <laughs> biggest, dorkiest thing ever. And you were like, whatever, I'm going to try it. Like you just, just throw yourself oh. into situation and be like, I want to do this now. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> yeah. So. That's how... super fun, man. I was into it. <laughs> That's how Lindsay is awesome. Aww. Aww. Thanks, man. Aww. <laughs> well, all of our, we're awesome and all of our listeners are awesome. And we're really pleased that uh, you tuned in to listen to this episode. We will be back next week with a brand new episode. I'm so, so freaking happy that Engineer Dan got this iRig2 whole situation set up so that we can actually talk to and record together. So, so it clapped hands, raised cheering, hoorah, hoorah for yay, Engineer yay, Dan. Yay, <laughs> hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! <laughs> Thank you, Engineer Dan. Um, don't know what our topic for next week will be yet, but we will be back. So check it out. Until then, enjoy a past episode. Enjoy this episode. Drop us a line. But remember, no pervs, no Nazis. Totally. Your totally is just so much better than engineer dance. <laughs> it wasn't always voting. <laughs> I didn't even hear a panda. <laughs> Panda! Yeah! There it is. <laughs> oh, did you see the thing about pandas finally fucking because they were left alone? Yes. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Okay, so spoiler, next week's Pussy of the Week is that fucking panda. Ying <laughs> ah, Ying or whatever her name was. Yeah, Ling Ling. Yeah, that's a great Ling-ling. idea. What? It was Ying Ying and Ling Ling. Ying Ying. <laughs> yeah. Yings and Lings. You go pandas. Oh, they did. (laughs) They did. I hope they make a panda baby. I hope they make a bunch. I hope they just like, they're like, yeah, see, if you just fucking leave us alone, we'll fuck all the time. (laughs) How many babies do pandas usually have at one time? I have no idea. I don't know. Wow, me either. I imagine like any other bear. One One to three. One to three. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Pandas, so cute. <laughs>